Here we go. Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize to Ross. It's Roy Keane's birthday, man. It is Roy Keane's birthday, and it's yours tomorrow, man. <laughs> Two absolute legends of the game. <laughs> Would have been one of the best midfields of all time. Maybe you might have, what, like 12 years on you or something. But, uh, yeah, it would have been a great uh, midfield partnership. Who else's birthday is tomorrow, by the way? I don't know, man. <laughs> you tell me. Joe Rogan. Oh, Joe Rogan. The two kings of the podcast game. <laughs> the two top the range centre midfielders. Who's, who else's birthday is, is you share a birthday with? <laughs> who do I share a birthday with? I think I share a birthday with Lance Armstrong. You know Dude, the two biggest dopers in the game. But uh, <laughs> if you are new to the end of the show, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe and make sure to hit the bell because we're here every week, aren't we, Roscoe? Yeah, here every week, twice a week. <laughs> uh, Ross, I, I didn't overly look into how we got into got on with our Euro, Euro predictions. The Euro you know, predictions. I actually forgot we made them, you know? Yeah, but we, I think we actually got them all right bar the Copenhagen one. But with the Champions League, I think we were spot on with everyone. Yeah, did I say Leon will go through? Or yeah. I think I flirted with a phrase, didn't I? No, no, no. We broke it down last week and we were like, right, we actually think Leon will qualify. But because yeah. Saturday night is coming up and I wanted to watch Juventus against either... Um, City or Madrid. City or Madrid. I was just being biased towards Juventus. But uh, Leon got the two... Leon, uh, Juventus got the 2-1 win. So uh, we we were correct, even though we wanted a, a bigger game. But it is what it is, really, Ross. But uh, we should probably start off there. Yes. Ronaldo, he got the win for Leon. I mean, for Juventus against Leon, they didn't qualify now. And then Sarri's after getting the boot from Juventus. Yeah, the win wasn't enough for Ronaldo to score an absolute worldly with the left foot. Um, it was one of the best goals of the season in the Champions League this year, as far as I'm concerned. But it wasn't enough. Strangely enough, since. Ronaldo has got Juventus. He's scored every single one of their knockout phase goals in the Champions League. Um, he's a one-man army there at Madrid or at Juventus, and I think everyone was sort of salivating for you know him to play Real Madrid in the next round. Both teams were knocked yeah. out. Two European giants kicked out of the competition. Yeah. That's what happens in the Champions League. You know what I mean? European giants fall, and at the end of the day, it wasn't enough. Olympic Lyon showed that they were good cup football inside and they got the job done which is most important but I think the question coming out of this toy is where is Ronaldo going to go from here do you reckon he leaves Juventus do you reckon he stays at Juventus what's your take on him because Andre Pirlo is the new Juventus manager It's <laughs> <laughs> too much suave on that bench he could probably still put in a good shift uh, I was only thinking there that like they could have got Zidane back because Zidane, there's a lot of trouble there in Real Madrid and like Zidane come to Juventus knowing how to use Ronaldo mm. um, but uh, I'm not too sure What's Ronaldo, like, does, does Ronaldo stay there like I know we talked about a training the other day why doesn't he go to Bayern for a season win there why doesn't he go to Celtic for a season win there go to Man United you know, the year after win there mm. well like his options are sort of endless I think he's just such a high-waged man that it's hard to sort of see where he's going to go. I think one option that he definitely has that's probably realistic is PSG. They can definitely afford his wages one way or the other. Yeah. And I think him, Neymar and Mbappe would be a frightening front three. <laughs> um, that would be, be a lot of pace and a lot of trickery. So it would be interesting to see where he tools go. But uh, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. Leon over two legs. They got the job done. Uh, they won 1-0 over in Turin. 
and then they played a great game of football to, you know, hold off Juventus and Ronaldo. I know. The dark horses. They are the dark horses. I did say in the last video that they are the dark horses of the competition. And at the end of the day, from here on out, which I almost feel like we've been robbed of unbelievable, fantastic football matches, it's only going to be one game apiece. So, like, you know, any dog can win on their day. Yeah. And with someone like Depay up front, like, uh, like Lee in your line, he can do stuff. Mm. Like, I know he's fearless as well. Like, those young players, they seem to be riled up for it. And they seem to, you know, they're not, how can I say, they're not stunned by the occasion. Is there, is there anyone in that team that, like, you're, you're, you look at and you're like, they're, really, really good and big teams could come in from because if you look a few years ago, remember Monaco, they destroyed Man City and then all of a sudden mm. there's the Mbappes, the... Like Fabinho, the Silva, Marshall, Bernardo Mendes. Silva. Yeah. yeah, they're all gone. Do you think uh, there's going to oh, be a part two or is it just... Was that I just really like that guy midfield, Aurier, I think his name is. It's like A-U-R-O-R. He looks very, very good. Uh I don't know what I don't know particularly from actually he's French, but uh, I think he's sort of like of Algerian descent. He looks very good in midfield. He actually uh, made the run into the box, I think, to get fouled for the penalty at the start of the game. So it was never a foul. Anyone to look, look look out for? That was the, both penalties should never have been penalties. I don't know how they were given. Yeah, what's the story with VAR there? Uh, the VAR was the was, the, was taking a piss. <clears throat> yeah, he was like play on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the referee is correct. But um, yeah, so Juventus are out, which is uh, it's actually sort of disappointing. But um, mm. to, we move on, Ross. Uh, another game, Man City knocked out Real Madrid. We already talked about that a bit, but we may as well get into it a bit more. What was Ran doing, man? <laughs> man, two two one in uh, the Bernabeu, and then two one in the Etihad. Ran gifting both goals uh, for Man City. It was it was if he uh, turned into Dejan Lovren for a game or, or something like that. It was it was a comedy of errors. Um, maybe it's maybe it's because show, maybe because to show that you know where Ramos side, his confidence drops and he starts making stupid mistakes. Um, maybe he isn't this absolute world beer defender that everyone sort of described him as for the last five ten years. Now I don't think you should maybe choose him that badly off one bad performance, but. You know, this is what really mattered. You know, I mean, the Champions League is almost Real Madrid's bread and butter. And when it came down to it, he did not show up. I couldn't believe it. It was a great game to watch, though. But I, I, it was just like I was talking to Johnny on the phone watching the game, and, and he was like, "Oh, I'd love to get Sergio Ramos, but actually, he's too old. I'll get Varane." And then, like five minutes into the game, Varane like absolutely sinks the ship for Real Madrid. Like, just yeah, yeah he, he really, really did. One player that I want to touch on for Real Madrid is Karim Benzema he's made this year he scored the goal from scored a header uh, I think that actually shows that glaring weakness in Man City's team uh, Fernandinho starting at centre back when Benzema's getting up and winning the headers and scoring headers against you I don't think that's as rave your defence yeah he was also captain for the game as well yeah well at the end of the day he's become the main man up front for them this year and I think in the Champions League knockout phases for Real Madrid in his entire career, he's been involved in the goal every 93 minutes. You wouldn't almost think about that about Karim Benzema, but that's the truth. No, it's, 
he's had a great career there. Obviously, like uh, unfortunately, his mm. uh, international career hasn't been as good. But uh, the, the well, Real Madrid it's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like that Real Madrid team, when I was looking at it, I was like, that's not actually overly that impressive. No, I don't think anyone would actually fear them. I always think is you took the white Real Madrid jersey off someone, or you took the blue Man City jersey off them, and you put them in, and you know, say a Wolves jersey, would you go? That team is very good. And when I looked at the Real Madrid team, and I don't go. I don't, I don't think it's like that special, especially without Bale. Yeah, and then like Hazard just, just hasn't really seen to do anything. I know he's been out injured, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really stepped up at all. I actually expected Hazard, and I, I actually texted him to one of the WhatsApp groups at the time. I was like, Hazard's going to shine tonight. You know, he's back playing in England, back where he's used to, back where he sort of showed he's one of the top talents in the world. And he barely got a kick all night. He, like, he really didn't, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think those tactics suit him, the 4-3-3. I think he needs to be in the middle. Yeah, potentially so. Maybe they need to more do a 4-2-3-1. Uh, although Benzema probably prefers that bit of support up there. Yeah, you know, yeah, but like when you're buying a player for that much money, you sort of need to work it around him. Yeah, but you want him to be in the goals anyway, one way or the other. And he's yeah, well, not yeah. in the goals. Well, Real Madrid have done that before. Remember they bought Kaká and Ronaldo. It's like sort of out, lads. But yeah, like, but that ended up working out, out all right for them. Yeah, Kaka just didn't play. I'm <laughs> fair, <laughs> Kaka was all right there. I think I think he was harsh criticized. He was he wasn't the worst anyway. Nah, but definitely bigger flops. Nah, man. <laughs> man, Kaka was not bad at Real Madrid. Yeah, he was. I uh, know he he just definitely wasn't. Not having that now. What you think, Kaka was world class at Real Madrid? I don't know if I go as far as say world class, but he was definitely one of the better players in the team. So no. If he was signed as a world class player and didn't play world to the level of world class, then they they just man he won a Ballon d'Or before he got there. You know what I mean like the hey, it was it was it was a tough season to like come to Real Madrid and be like right do that again. You know what I mean? It's like by the way, there's Ronaldo. Make sure you give him the ball. No Ronaldo, no Kaka had won the Ballon d'Or like three years before that, or if not two years before that. I don't think it was that long before anyway. It was because Ronaldo won it. Man United, and then the year after he didn't win it, Messi won it, and then that year after Ronaldo went around Madrid. So Kaka won it like two, if not three years before that. He was definitely in decline when that happened, anyway. But uh, like, I mean, I didn't know you were such a Kaka fan, like, love him, man. I know, yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan. Of, I was a big fan of Orlando, you see, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you went there on holidays, one. Uh, that's what <laughs> shout out Nanny find the flag there and Sean yeah, Ledger was there as well Sean St. Ledger's best mate is actually Kaka but um, so that means you know, Man C- just to touch on Man City then yeah. uh, who actually have gone through yeah. uh, Gabriel Jesus played very very well in that game he really capitalised on Varane's mistakes he looks like we sort of touched on it in a few previous videos we were talking about you know Aguero's replacement maybe he is the man to get the job done uh, he seems to be quite the poacher one might even say and he shows up in the right place at the right time for them all the time who would you say is better Richarlson or um, Jesus I'd say Jesus to be honest although it's maybe harsh to say that on Richarlson if put Richarlson centre forward in the Man City team I'm sure he'd score a lot of goals too but if I have to pick I'm going to pick Jesus yeah, he, he he's he's very crafty and he's still very young. I think he's only about twenty two yeah. now. And then, uh, but you know what, Sterling, for, man, like he just he's actually just a worse finisher than Rashford. Yeah, his finishing's always been the thing that sort of let him down. But at the end of the day, 
uh, he scored the opener. Now it was absolute open goal, <laughs> but he put the ball in the net, and I think that's his twenty fifth goal of the season in all competitions. So he Man City created enough chances for Raheem Sterling that his finishing doesn't have to get that much better. Yeah, that's actually a crazy thing to even say. But like he just he sort of just doesn't take a breath or it's not like a, such mm. a natural instinct. But the only thing with him is he's the number one winger on the team sheet. As in like Bernardo Silva, uh, um, Mares, and Sterling. Like Sterling's always on the left and the other two have to sort of fight down for the spot on the right. Yeah. And I think that's why Leo Roy San and I left. Because like quite was like, I'm picking Sterling. Yeah, which is fair. Also, mm. like the way the English football is, <clears throat> you you always have to try and use as many English players as you can, bar in the defence as John Stones so can tell. But uh, Ross, who, where do Real Madrid and Juventus go from here now as well? Because like they both have like aging squads. Well, I think Real Madrid have done a good job of sort of changing their squad around. Like they have Courtois and Gold, he's not that old. And Mendy at left back now. Varane's not that old. Um, in terms of the midfield, it is pushing on a bit. Uh, but like they have Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. coming through. So they are in a bit of a um, sort of a, a transformation at the moment. They seem to be doing a better job than Barcelona. Now, I know Barcelona are still in the Champions League and they bowled over Napoli. But in terms of the Real Madrid's agent squad versus Barcelona's agent squad, I think Barcelona are more trouble than Real Madrid are. All right, well, then we'll start with Barcelona then, Ross. They obviously beat Napoli 3-1. The game was basically wrapped up at halftime. They're taking on Bayern, who are your favourites to win the Champions League. So, um, what do you make of Barcelona? And is this their final year with Messi to win the Champions League? Um, I probably think it's their last chance to Leon to win the Champions League. I can't see them doing it again uh, next year. They have some really aging players. Messi, Suarez, Rakitic. Busquets, Alaba, um, PK, like they're all on the wrong side of thirty. So, if I if I had to guess, I would say probably their last chance. Yeah, I I'd agree. It, it it almost needs like people to come in and fix it straight away mm-hmm. for them to really really challenge for the next couple of years. And because mm-hmm. uh, of COVID, obviously, Barcelona and Barcelona haven't got the money to do serious transfers I know they have Pjanic coming in for Arthur but uh, I don't think one player can change yeah, but he's it. also older yeah I know that's the thing I don't, I don't think that one that one change can really change anything but uh, they're taking on Bayern Ross Bayern Munich have been just sensational they really have um, one thing that I thought was quite telling was that you know Lewandowski was like left on after the game was dead and buried scored another goal in the 80. he actually scored two and got two assists like I know I've I've been harping on about him saying he's the man for the Ballon d'Or, but I think he's an absolute phenomenal player, and he gives you everything from start to finish. He, the way he plays, um, is the way I think Ronaldo is trying to convert his game into that style. Like he's thirty-one right now, he's thirty-two on the twenty-first of August. I think Lewandowski can play in that role for another four years at the very, very highest level because all he needs to be is in the box and he'll score. Yeah, he can score all types of goals as well. He can score with his head, score off both feet. He's, I think he's the best goal scorer in the world right now. And that's why I favour Bayern Munich to win the Champions League. Because I don't think there's ever been a team, and I include Real Madrid with Ronaldo, that they actually just play to this one person's strengths for the goals. And that's what Bayern Munich do. And that's what makes them such a threatening side. And no one's been able to nullify him as well. 
Yeah, and then when I was looking at the way Benzema scored that goal against Man City, I was like, Lewandowski can definitely do that. So that's why I think he could be the kryptonite to Man City mm. uh, if or when they go head-to-head. But um, the, the, that, that's the, obviously going to be the tie of the week. It's um, Sorry, Barcelona are taking on Bayern. That's on Friday. But uh, in the other two fixtures, Ross, uh, Orpi Leipzig are taking on Atletico Madrid. Both teams were already qualified and Atlanta are taking on PSG. So the first, we'll go with the first game, Ross. It's on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Atlanta are taking on PSG. What are you expecting here? One game. And um, where are you playing in Portugal? Oh, Portugal, sorry. The Europa League is in Germany, isn't it? Um, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. Yeah, no, you are. You are right. Yeah, the Europa League is in Germany. Yeah. I got them confused. Um, yeah, well, the big thing for Atlanta, you know what? People love to sort of write off Atlanta and say, they haven't done that great. But Atlanta finished on 78 points in the Serie A this season. They finished third. So they're not just like having a good run in the Champions League and not backing it up elsewhere. Their biggest problem is that Joseph Illich, their main striker, went home to surprise his missus from holidays and she was actually having an affair with someone else. Like, by the sounds of it, he uh, caught her in bed with someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, she must he be good looking like, He doesn't look like he's going to play. He scored, I think, 20, 30 goals this season. So, without him, I highly doubt Atalanta have a chance against PSG. PSG, especially with uh, Mbappe and Neymar, Icardi, Di Maria, Verratti, Herrera. Like, these players are top, top-notch players, you know what I mean? Yeah. So but I remember, really, really expect PSG to get the job done. But you remember when the PSG were playing Manchester United and they just took them for granted? Like, if they go into this game think, taking things for granted, they might... But I don't think they're going to take it for granted because they took the United game for granted because they already had the big lead. As opposed to this game, it's they have to win in 90 minutes. So yeah. I do favour PSG yeah. to get the job done. I, out of all the games in the next leg, I favour PSG more than anyone. So what score are you going here? Atlanta versus PSG at 8 o'clock on Wednesday. I'm going to say PSG 3, Atlanta 1. I'm going to go 3-1, uh, 3-0 to PSG. Because they their star player, supposedly, supposedly the the guy that your man Illich, Illich's wife was doing a dirt in him with, uh, actually is a PSG fan. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> harsh man, very harsh, very harsh, man, very harsh. Uh, but okay, uh, so let us know who you think is going to qualify mm. as well. Because on Thursday, Orbi Leipzig are taking on Atletico Madrid. Orbi Leipzig, obviously without uh, Werner, Atletico Madrid have two have, players with the coronavirus. Then what do you so, expect here? Like, uh, well, Verasco, the a right back, not starting right back because I think Trippier starts right back, and then Carrera yeah. who's like an attacker, but I don't think he starts either. Both have the coronavirus, but the rest of the squad was testing; they don't have the coronavirus, so I think the rest of the squad will travel without them. They're going to have a, but that has to be a factor going forward that that could happen to any player amongst any squad. You really want to bubble these players up and not let them leave anywhere. Um, I fancy Letico Madrid. Without Werner scoring the goals for Leipzig, I'd very much question whether they can do enough damage to beat Atletico Madrid. And Atletico Madrid are probably the most solid team defensively in the entire competition. I expect so, a 1-0 win for Atletico Madrid. Yeah, we expected a low-scoring game. I'm going to go 2-0 for Atletico Madrid. Okay. Then, Ross, I know we were just touching on it there. Barcelona are taking on Bayern Munich 8 o'clock on Friday. That's a nice old game to, to chill out and watch for the weekend yeah it really really is I think Bayern Munich will win three goals to one 
Uh, I think it'll be one of those games where it's sort of 2-1 to Bayern. Barcelona go gung-ho and Bayern will catch them with a late uh, third goal and they'll seal the tie. So you're going Bayern 3-1? Yeah. Good. Tell me about this Bayern Munich team, Ross. What do you like so much about it and uh, who really stands out? I really just like the entire team. For, uh, obviously, in goal, they have Manuel Noor, who's absolute staple of German football. Uh, Alfonso Davies, the left-back from Canada, is absolutely lightning quick. Isn't he? He uh, is unreal. He is. He's, he's one of the fastest people I've ever seen play football. Uh, David Alaba seems to be tucking in at centre-half because of this guy at left-back. Uh, yeah, I can't Nicholas, believe that. Oh, he's a monster. Nicolas mean, Sula is one of the help. best centre-backs in Germany and he's back from injury so it'll be either him or Boateng playing alongside Alaba Kimmich can play right back or defence midfield uh, Leon Goretzka midfield is a big unit gets himself around Thomas Muller I think has 25 assists this year Serge Gnabry uh, has really come on since he started getting his game for Bayern Munich uh, Kingsley Coleman is a perennial winner I think he has nine trophies in like seven seasons maybe more or nine Nine league wins, I think, in eight seasons, which is like, I don't even know how that's possible. And then... Proper trophies, not like Charlie Shields. Yeah. Or, sorry, league trophies, league trophies. Uh, And then, you know, Perisic been able to whip that ball into Lewandowski. And then Lewandowski, who I think is the best footballer in the world right now, up front. I love that Bayern Munich team. I think they're the best team in the world. Those players, how they they just amass these players, and then they they obviously have like Javi Martinez on the bench as well. They can play yeah. defense or attempt to meet. Like this is just, uh, and they're all men. They're big like brutes of humans. They but really are. And also the way I look at them is they're um, such a team. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then I, I didn't even mention uh, Thiago Alcantara, who looks like he might be on the way out, or Philip Coutinho, who's also sitting on the bench. Yeah, okay, Coutinho there as well. Yeah. So they have players who can pull out. Although I don't know, if, I don't know if Coutinho would be able to play against Barcelona. He's there alone. We'll find out. I don't think yeah. he'd start anyway because the way they they started the team the other day looked uh, looked like it didn't need to change. They don't. Yeah, but they don't really look like they play a ten. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing. That is the thing. Um, I'm going to go Bayern Munich two 0 against Barcelona. There's just some. I know Messi was. Doing his magic there over the weekend, but these games are coming thick and fast, and I don't know if Messi is going to be able to like be bang, 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 bang. You know, what I mean, I feel like he might blow his beans already. But uh, Saturday then, Ross, eight o'clock, Manchester City taking on Leon. Yeah, um, look, I think it might be a bit of a, a rougher game for Leon. I do expect Man City to win this game. I'm going to say two 0 If I look at Leon's team, I think they're good. You know. Your man O'Rare, who I was talking about, um, Bruno in midfield as well. Not Bruno Fernandez, uh, Brazilian Bruno, and um, Memphis Depoy. Your man Jason Denier looks quite good. Um, I think he was at City before as well. But I think he was actually, yeah. That Man City team, they're just going to get the job done. Kevin De Bruyne in midfield, he should be able to pull the strings against that Leon team. Um, David Silva is going to want to fit. Finish his career in a high. I think Pep Guardiola wants to win this Champions League more than anything. Yeah, yeah. This might sound pretty bad, but like, don't show his mom passed away there from coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. I think that like this might be like something that he's like he's gonna do it for his mom or something, you know? Yeah, but why not? Like, why not to use that as sort of your moment? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually thinking Man City are gonna win two 0 against Leon. 
yeah. yeah, so then like uh, the semi-finals then are on next Tuesday, the 18th of August, and next Wednesday, the 19th of August. So we'll be back again yeah. next Monday doing a preview of the semi-finals as well. But Ross, we obviously kind of wrap things up before going into the Europa League fixtures because today Inter Milan are taking on Bayer Leverkusen at 8 o'clock and Man United are taking on Copenhagen at 8 o'clock. Um, we both thought Inter Milan, Leverkusen, Man United will all qualify. And then we thought Istanbul will qualify, but Copenhagen beat them. So we may as well start off with Man United playing at 8 o'clock today. What are you expecting? So I was trying to put out his full strength team. And I expect Man United to win 2 0, I think, to be honest. I think goals for Marshall and Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I think they they were actually terrible in the last game, but uh, I'm going to go for United win here. Uh, Inter against Leverkusen. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, we had like an internet issue there, but uh, yeah, okay. So Ross Manu versus Copenhagen. What are you going for? Two 0 United. Bruno Fernandez and Anthony Marshall. Okay, I'm going to go. Three nil. Uh, it's, it's, I can't. I can't just pick the same score. You know, what I mean, you have to give yourself more odds again. All right. Uh, okay. Inter Milan are playing tonight against Leverkusen. Oh, I think this one can go to extra time. You know that. I think it'll be one all. And I actually think Bayer Leverkusen are going to steal it. I think this is going to be uh, Kai Havertz is coming out party, and he's going to steal the show for Bayer Leverkusen. So you're saying two one. Two one after. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one to enter. All right, uh, and then splitting, splitting the votes there, splitting the votes. Yeah, then tomorrow's game: Shakhtar versus Basel, eight o'clock, which is Tuesday. Uh, I like Shakhtar to win that one. I think I picked them to win the last game, and they won very convincingly. So I think they get the job done again. Score: two 0 Shakhtar. Although they're notoriously known for bad travellers and Basel's closer to Ger- or Germany. Well, I'm still going to pick Shakhtar. <laughs> all right, give you all the reasons why Basel are going to win and then pick Shakhtar. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go 2-1 to Shakhtar. And then probably the, the, the fixture of the round, Ross, what was against Sevilla? I'm going to say 2-1 to Sevilla just because like, they're the ultimate Europa League team. Um, and... Their players still have that experience from when those years passed. I don't think their squad's changed that much. So I'm going to say 2 1 Sevilla, although I'm sort of hoping for Wolves to win. But I think I, as a Man United fan, I'd rather play Sevilla in the next round than Wolves. Yeah. But I'm actually going to go for Wolves to win that as well. So, um, like, your dark horses of the Europa League. The dark horses of the Europa League, you're right. So, uh, those semi finals then for the Europa League are on Sunday. Um, Monday, so we'll be recording the day of the second semi-final of the, of the Europa League. But Ross, that sort of wraps things up. It does indeed. And as I say, no, just uh, big shout out to my boy Robert Lewandowski. What a legend! We've been growing away at this man, you know. Like, yeah, get, like this is actually seriously grinding out. I can't wait to like have like a week off. From, yeah. <laughs> the, next, next thing you know, next thing you know, the Premier League will be back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cheers to that. Yeah, guys. So just make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized.